In this episode of the podcast, I have a conversation with Helena. We sit down and we discuss what it's like to be in an open relationship. She shares what casual dating has been like through these dating apps and some of her general dating stories. I've been on a couple different dating apps for a couple years. Mm-hmm. I think it started with Tinder in 2016. Um, I identified as a lesbian at the time, so I was only dating girls. Okay. And I had a couple of relationships off of Tinder at first, and that was pretty interesting. Because um, Tinder was just, I don't know when it first came out. I want to say, I think it was 2012. Oh, wow. Okay, maybe I was off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It just felt new, I guess. Oh, for I, sure. I was also, you know, first getting into um, dating because I just didn't really date at the time. And so I I'm, I'm, don't know why I'm nervous. Oh, no worries. <laughs> it's all good. Okay. So what, so after Tinder, after why'd you move away from that? I got banned from Tinder. Oh, how'd that happen? <laughs> um, I was getting into or getting some interest into the BDSM community and the lifestyle. Okay. And I wanted to find other people into it, but I didn't know where to find this community and this lifestyle. So I took a picture from Google and made a new account with my phone number and I was banned. And now I cannot create any kind of account on Tinder with my phone number or even a fake phone number. <laughs> so I've been off of Tinder for, for a couple of years. Um, it was just a picture of rope bondage and banned. Interesting. So someone just <laughs> reported the picture. That's my guess. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know they do lifetime bans. Yeah, I literally, it will still say to this day, because that was back in 2017, I want to say. So to this day, I still cannot make another Tinder account. That's hilarious. So after Tinder, (laughs) what's your next move? (laughs) Oh, this is where it gets good. Okay. Grindr. Okay. How how was that? (laughs) Um, Do you understand like what Grindr is or what kind of population it's for? Usually for um, gay men. Well... I dated a trans man in 2016, and this was when I was kind of exploring men and women because I I always had interest in both genders, Mm. but I stigmatized myself for being bisexual. So I felt like I had to pick a side. So I dated girls mostly throughout high school and college, and then I dated this trans man, and he kind of like opened up my perspective to being bisexual or now I identify as pansexual. Um, and when I was helping him, we broke up and I was helping him create an account on Grindr. Cause I, you know, he was having trouble on Tinder. <laughs> and so I was like, well, have you heard of Grindr? And I helped him make an account and under gender, you could put cis female. Mm-hmm. So cisgendered, you still identify as the sex you, you identify as, um, the sex that you were born with. So I was born female and my gender identity is female, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, hmm, what if I <laughs> create a grinder account because I'm a cis female? So I create a grinder account and boy, I have, I had some adventures. There's a lot of like bisexual men that are just really scared to admit any kind of interest in other men oh really yeah (laughs) (laughs) and so i had all these guys like 
opening up to me about their life story and how they, you know, never wanted to explore this and that I'm so cool for being on here. <laughs> but then, of course, I got the hate, like, this is only for gay men. What are you doing here? And I'm like, well, it says cis female on it. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. What was <laughs> I supposed to do? <laughs> so what is it like? What's the layout? Because I know about it, but is it similar to like Bumble and, and Tinder and there's not really any matching. It kind of just shows you, well, I don't know. This was back in, again, 2018 now, I would say. So it may have changed because I haven't been back on it. Mm. Um, but it was really just like people's pictures and you would just click and message. And if okay. they had an interest, they would message back. Um, and I do have a story about someone I messaged who looked kind of familiar, but I, I didn't really make any kind of connection with it and he was only like two miles from my house and I was impulsive at the time and I decided to meet him and so I drove to his house and I walked in and he closes the door and he's kind of like hiding behind the door and he closes it and he's like I've never done this before (laughs) (laughs) and I look at him and I recognize his face and I say I know you He goes, how? I was like, you were my psychology professor a year ago. (laughs) And his face, like, he he became a ghost. And he's like, I can't do this. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do this either. (laughs) Holy shit. Um, So that happened. Wow. Yeah. So after he said that, you just like walked out? (laughs) Pretty much. Like, that was literally it. Like that. And then he blocked me off of everything. (laughs) And I just, to this day, still like, I I wonder if I, you know, ever like emailed him because I (laughs) still work at the university, you know? (laughs) You're like, hey, remember me? Wow. I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if he ever. Grindr is very casual where like there's even people that won't share their name. Okay. I think it's because of the stigma that they have against themselves for being, you know, gay or bisexual. Wow. Yeah. So after that, <laughs> after that experience, what's what's your next step? What are you? After Grinder. Yeah. <laughs> after Grinder, I um, went onto Bumble, and Bumble I really like. Yeah. I don't know what it is about. I think maybe having that first move mm-hmm. um, is nice to have that kind of power even though i don't like having any power (laughs) or decision making yeah um but it's just something about having a more female friendly perspective within the dating app gotcha after tinder and (laughs) grinder wow i'm still speechless that's that's crazy um so (laughs) so compared to the other two which you just said were like more casual Mm -hmm. is your like, are you, like, what are you looking for currently? And how does, how does Bumble, like, fit that need, if it does? So, currently, I mean, I recently got out of a three-year relationship, well, two and a half. It was, it was open for some of it as well, because mm-hmm. that's when I had some of these experiences on Bumble. And um, I think there was, I think it was just Bumble. Um, I forgot the question. Hang on. <laughs> No, about like how Bumble. Oh, how Bumble. Okay. So what am I looking for right now? Um, 
getting just getting out of a relationship, I want to focus more on myself and being um, independent and exploring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like Bumble, you could, you know, it has that option of putting that you're looking for something casual because mm-hmm. I, I don't really want a relationship right now. Sure. And so having that something casual um, idea on, you know, the profile Right. is kind of helps me identify what I'm looking for. But even then you get a lot of different responses based on the something casual, mm-hmm. because to some it can mean, you know, one night stand, a quick hookup. And then for others, something casual is, you know, like a friends with benefits and it starts with a first date. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick. You said that your previous relationship was like somewhat like open relationship. Can mm-hmm. I ask you about that? Yeah, of course. I've, I've been wanting to talk to someone about that. Yeah. I've, like, just, like, how does that dynamic work? So, you know, it's different for everyone. Um, I had an interest in polyamory. Mm-hmm. And I um, actually went to, like, a social um, that would meet once a month. And they would discuss different topics in polyamory. And I learned that there's so many different definitions between like an open relationship and polyamory and ethical Mm -hmm. non-monogamy. For me, in this past relationship, I would consider it open where I had the freedom to make my own decisions with um, if I wanted other partners. But I didn't want another partner. I kind of still wanted these casual experiences because I really liked one learning more about myself and to meeting other people, mm. but I still wanted that commitment of having that one person. Sure. How, do, how does that conversation come up? <laughs> it, it was hard. Um, I think for me, it, he was already familiar with the, the open relationship or um, he had prior experiences. So going into the relationship I kind of told him that I don't know if I would identify as um, poly or not. So I think having that discussion in the very beginning of the relationship is important. Mm. And so it didn't really come up until like a year into the relationship where I just felt like I needed some space and I lived with him at the time. Mm. And so I kind of moved out and then we just started seeing each other less and less, but we still had the same kind of dynamic and relationship. Do you find that helped your relationship or was it more challenging? I think it was more challenging, but I think it was because of me and my past. I have lots of experience with anxiety and depression and with polyamory or with even open relationships, you need to be really comfortable with yourself. And um, I think the self-confidence was a big issue. So in a sense, we were like a don't ask, don't tell where I had my experiences and he had his, Mm. but then, you know, things would accidentally come up where a message came up on his watch, you know, and that's really hard. Cause like, I want to be there for him where we're polyamory. You, you know, could have like a kitchen table poly family where everyone knows everything. Um, For me, that's really hard to kind of process because I compare myself to so many other people. But then I also want to have that compersion for others and seeing others have good experiences and being happy. Hmm. It's something I'm still trying to identify and work on. Gotcha. (laughs) Do you think, because I've, the reason I ask and I've been interested in asking people is because I've noticed that 
I feel like more people are like going into that or having open relationships. And I was just curious about like what's like causing, not, not causing it, but why it's more appealing to people. I think it's kind of what you talked about on a, on the previous episode of uh, commitment, mm. scare of commitment. Cause right. I, I'm scared of commitment, but I'm also scared of being, you know, being alone. <laughs> like, right. So you kind of want both, but in a sense, it's, it's also something that has been around and we just haven't seen, like talked about it. Yeah. Talked about it. And yeah. I think talking about it and having that, that conversation is important. Sure. Do you feel like in future relationship, you'll do it the same way? I don't know. I wish I had an answer to that question. <laughs> Honestly, I, I've thought about it myself because like, yeah. I'm like, am I monogamous? Like, what do I want from a relationship? And I, I don't know how to answer that question yet. So when you, when you think about that question, what, like, take me through your head, what are like the pros and cons to you to ha- doing it in the future? To having a, like an open relationship yeah. in the future? Um, I think having multiple aspects in your life that you could find um, love and connection with is important. Mm. Um, I don't believe that one person could give you, fulfill everything that you need. Um, But I also, again, get so jealous and so envious of what that other person is doing with my partner. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I'm really trying to process of like, is this just my anxiety and my some issues that I've been facing that I haven't processed with, or is this something that is not for me, which mm. is okay as well. Yeah. I, I think what you said about one person not being able to like fulfill someone else completely. I think there's something to that because I mean, if we just look at like, I guess the argument you can make is like divorce rates as high as they are. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not sure what it is about that, but yeah, I think it's honestly, I feel like in the future, there's going to be more open relationships because you do kind of get a, if you're the type of person that doesn't like commitment or maybe is fearful of commitment, you do get kind of the best of both worlds. And if the person you're seeing is also feeling the same way, then it works out. Yeah, I think it's definitely the trust and the communication. So in general, what is your thought about dating apps? Do you feel like they work or... They could be better. I guess it depends on what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. For me, um, I would say they've been working for what I desire. It's just new experiences and meeting new people and having that connection. Um, so how they could be better. I I hate those swiping. I, cause I, you're addicted to it. You just swipe, swipe, swipe. And you get that, you know, that, acknowledgement from another person that they like you too Mm. so i feel like that could change (laughs) where it's not as dehumanizing (laughs) yeah there definitely is like a dopamine hit you get with those apps for sure um and there definitely is like an ego stroking as well with those apps i think bumble and hinge probably do it better because but see like the idea behind tinder it makes beautiful sense, right? So if you're not, so you swipe right on someone else, someone else swipes right on you. You never see each other swipe right until you match. Yeah. In theory, it's amazing. Um, but what would be the con to that? I, it's the con to not having swipes. Like so, like the con to that that structure of swiping. 
I feel like it, the con would probably be that it's, it's largely based on on appearance more so than anything. Whereas Bumble and Hinge, they let you put more personality personality into your profile, I feel like. Granted, I have nothing on my profile. Like, <laughs> <laughs> not nothing, but it's, it's also because I kind of just got back on it because I, I used to have Bumble and I had, you know, a whole profile and I did match. I did actually date someone for a couple months um, from Bumble. Um, but as far as like having things on your profile, I think, yeah, definitely Bumble has that, that pro. I've never, I don't know if I've ever been on Hinge. You should look at it. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's, uh, it lets you have to put more pictures on your profile thing, like the minimum requirements five. Mm-hmm. And then there's like prompts you have to select and write about your profile, about yourself. Um, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting idea. I think it's a better if you're looking for a relationship, I think it's a better structure than Tinder. Um, but it's more recent, like it's newer since Tinder's been out for a while. Tinder's been out for almost 10 years now. That's crazy. It's crazy to think about. And I wonder how much it has affected us that are swiping and like, this is, this is us. This is our dating world. Like, it's crazy <laughs> to think like, you know, 10 years ago, they didn't have this and what we were doing. Right. Yeah, because before that, there's only like plenty of fish and these dating websites. Um, and and dating apps aren't going to go away. They're only going to get more. And have you seen how many there are? They're they're the, like the shitload. There's so many, so many different kinds. The problem with there's a lot of like niche dating apps. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. problem is the the amount of people that are on there isn't a not like isn't a whole bunch. So more people are going to gravitate towards like the big like three dating apps. Um, but yeah, I have seen quite a few like Christian mingle, um, and whatever else there is. Farmers only. (laughs) (laughs) You should join that one. I mean, I raised a cow. Come on. Like I got this. Yeah. I beat other farmers. (laughs) Do you, (laughs) so where do you think these dating apps are going to go in 50 years? So I think we, we both can agree they're still going to be there. Yeah. Do you th- how do you think they're going to change, though? I don't know. I, I feel like with the dating apps and with social media, we are so connected to technology and to having that dopamine release mm-hmm. with, with either in swipes or likes. Right. Um, so I, I see it still being a big part of our lives. Um, but as far as like how things would change... I I don't know. I don't know how it could be any easier or like, what are they going to do? Like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was joking. I think that I, in a previous podcast, I had talked about like... The virtual reality. Yeah, like VR yeah. hologram stuff. And I could totally see that happening. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they could improve it. It seems almost... I feel like technology has advanced so much in the last 20 years with like iPhones and computers I don't see how else they can further improve it. And I feel like dating apps fall into that category as well. Now that they're here and they've been like tweaked upon, I'm not sure what else they can add to that. I think they're just going to keep removing things from us until we pay for the premium (laughs) or the, you know, subscriptions of the apps. Yeah. So you could only swipe like five times a day. Do you, (laughs) you said you got on Tinder in 2016? Yeah, 2016. I think I was like 2015 or 2016 and at that time tinder wasn't charging for anything no do you remember no. that yeah i've i've never i think i've paid for a bumble boost before oh, but that's about it yeah yeah because <laughs> t- 
Yeah, I think yeah, that's a good point actually. Now that I think about it, I think they will just make it more about money because it, yeah. it it already is. Um, and I've heard like theories that the dating apps are not showing your profile to as many people as it, as it could as a way to like, get you to pay mm. further. Maybe that's why I bought a Bumble Boost because I'm like, <laughs> where where is everyone? Like, yeah. I am bored. I want to swipe. <laughs> and ridiculous. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but I'm almost positive I've, I've read it somewhere. Hmm. And that makes sense. Yeah, it really does. Money. Yeah. So the relationships that you've had through these dating apps, have they been like have you had relationships out of dating apps as well to compare it to or no i'm trying to think i i don't think so okay because i was gonna i was gonna ask like how it compares between like meeting someone in person versus like a dating app i think it also i always worked and focused on school i didn't really date and then i also don't drink so i never went out to bars and then also i'm not on any social media so yeah (laughs) might make it a little difficult so that's that's the beauty of of dating apps right there is it lets you meet people that you probably would have never met yeah okay so the relationships that you've had do you think that like did they end for like similar reasons I guess my question's kind of geared to like, did your previous relationships end because of like cheating? Because I'm kind of curious to see if these apps lead people to crave meeting more people again. Yeah. Um, None of my relationships have ended because of cheating or um, I'm trying to think of, I think they all were either... A, we were just ready to kind of, you know, grow apart. We were either moving or I was going off to USF. I remember I was dating a girl. Um, But in the future, I think I've always kind of looked for casual relationships and people have wanted commitment. And then I'm kind of like, bye. No, not really, but... (laughs) I... I, I want to say that the people who are the most unhappy with dating apps is people who are on those sites specifically looking for a relationship end up the most unhappy because you're just hyper-focused on that. And I think if you just relax and just meet people and if you vibe and you keep hanging out, you end up dating that person. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think there's a lot of guys that are looking for casual relationships and a lot of women that aren't. I think that's where a lot of unhappiness on like from female side comes from. Um, But why, why do you think like, do other people like your friends feel the same way? Are they looking for relationships or are they looking for like more casual? Um, Most of my friends are in committed relationships. I think maybe one or two other friends have actual like are looking for similar but i don't know i don't know what it is or maybe i'm i just feel isolated that i need to be in a relationship but then when someone is like hey you want to be in a relationship i flee (laughs) (laughs) what do you think that is why do you think that you don't want a relationship 
Um, commitment's scary, but it's also weird because, like, I, I do crave that intimacy and that connection. Mm-hmm. And being in a relationship for three years, this was my longest relationship, This the last one that I was in. Looking back, like, I loved having that, you know, having one person to go go to for everything. But then again, you can't, I couldn't really expect him to be there for me for everything. Right. Um, And so I also don't know if it's, if I don't believe that I could find a stable, healthy relationship off of a dating app. Really? I feel like (laughs) there's a lot of, oh man, I'm trying to think of how to word this, word this. Um, Many people have a lot of insecurities that they're either a ignoring or repressing and it just comes out through dating apps i could yeah i could see that (laughs) like what what would be an example off the top of your head um i think a lot of people may struggle with depression and with the dopamine release on dating apps it's that you know having that intimate connection that physical intimacy a lot of people crave that And I think once you crave that, then you also feel a deeper connection with that individual. And I think maybe it's just something that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I was going to say, I I was reading a a psychology journal that was talking about online dating. And it was saying that one of the good things about online dating is you have options. But also one of the bad things is that you have options. So (laughs) it was saying that, because someone has so many options, you end up being more picky to the point that you never choose someone. Mm. Um, so this article was making the argument that if you are going to use a dating app for a relationship that you should only swipe on like five people and actually talk to those five people. Like if you match with them, because if you're talking to like 20 people, there's always going to be someone that's better than the person you're talking to and you're like, maybe they're more attractive or better personality. Or you feel like you're missing out. Yeah. So you're never, you're just going to keep going to the next person. Yeah. And that's, I guess that's like the inherent problem with dating apps, but that's if you're looking for a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're, if you're just casually date, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I feel like, yeah. So when you got out of that, that three year relationship, what'd you think? When I got out of it? Yeah. Um, granted we were open towards the end of it. So there wasn't too much of a difference besides not just having that, that Mm, one person there that, you know, that, um, connection because with casual, you have connections with people, but it's, it's different. You know, you're not like a best friend with that person. Mm. Um, so getting out of that relationship, it was, (laughs) I feel like I bring up this word a lot. Scary. Because you just don't know what you're going to find out there. And then you're also wondering, like, am I leaving something that would be best for me? So I feel like it's it's just the back and forth. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I could see how that's the fact that, like you said, the only thing that really changes is that that person wasn't there. Yeah. Everything else is kind of similar. Cause I, it's been a, it's been, I think it's been a year now, but yeah, I got out of like a two year relationship and like at this point, I'm just, I'm so tired of like meeting people on these dating sites. Like I'm just taking a break and doing this podcast. And first dates are boring. <laughs> a lot of them are. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Um, do you find 
like, why are they boring? Is just a conversation? I think so. And I feel like it's the same conversation over again, over and over again. Uh, what do you do for work? Or, you know, <laughs> where'd you grow up? Things like that. It's just the same conversation. <laughs> yeah, it's like a different person, same date. It's, yes. I, I felt that quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> do you think there's a way to break out of that? Or just something you have to deal with? I don't know, because... In a sense, a first date is kind of important to kind of establish that that relationship with someone and getting to know someone. Mm-hmm. But then again, it's just another connection that you're making with someone outside of if you're doing like an experience instead mm-hmm. of just like sitting down and eating. Yeah. Have you had the experience like first dates? <laughs> yes. <laughs> How'd those go? Um some were okay. Some were, you know, my actual, the one that's popping in my head is, um, it was a rope bondage class <laughs> and we met there. It was like nice. a blind date. We met there <laughs> and it was just, you know, at someone's house that hosted it during for this, the lifestyle. And, um, it was host, it was like posted on this website that I was on like a kinky Facebook kind of thing. And, we met there <laughs> and it's very hands-on, you know, robotage <laughs> is going to be hands-on for you. So what else can you expect? But he was pretty awkward and hesitant. Really? Yeah. Was it like something he hadn't tried before or? Yeah. I, well, it was new to me too. Oh. So, <laughs> but I think, you know, tying someone rather than being tied is different. Um, <laughs> but he never came back to the class and I kept going back. Okay. <laughs> Had you guys like agreed upon to go back to the class together? No, um, we agreed to meet there and to see how that experience was. And um, kind of, I think, talked about going on a date, but I never heard from him after that. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say dating apps are, they lend themselves very well to ghosting. Oh, it's, it's unfortunate how easy it is for people to ghost other people. Right. You know, I'll be honest, I've ghosted people in the past, not not recently, but when I was younger, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, wh- Why do you think that is, that it's so prevalent? I think it's just easier for people. Instead of trying to find that courage to speak up and to tell, you know, what's on your mind, which is more important, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it's just so easy to just disappear. Right. Because you don't, I would say... So I guess I'll, I'll talk for myself. When I did it when I was younger, I think it was more about, you don't, if, especially if you haven't met this person, it's, you have like this level of, you're kind of anonymous to them. Yeah. So in the end, it doesn't really matter. So that's why I was doing it. Like, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. I straight away from that. Like now I just tell people like, if I'm not going to do meet them or something, it's yeah. such a waste. Of, it's so easy just to text them and be like, Hey, yes. I don't feel like this is going to work out. Yeah. That's, that's definitely frustrating for sure. I think also people are scared of rejection and scared of telling someone that they're not interested. Mm. Um, I think for women, especially, but more, more so in person, if you're, you know, telling someone you're not interested, you're always trying to find like, Hey friend, can you, you know, get me out of this situation <laughs> <laughs> while over text, I think it is easier and it, it should be easier and it, it should be more, more prevalent to, to speak to just say that you're not interested anymore. Yeah, you'd think so. Or maybe there should be a but. Well, I guess if you sometimes on Bumble, if you unmatch 
it says, hey, this person wasn't interested anymore. But, oh, really? he, but you could find so many other people with a boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that, it's that money plug. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, if you scroll like down, and because I think like one person disappeared, and I was like scrolling down, and at the bottom were all the people that either a deleted their account mm. or b were um, unmatched with you. Oh, really? Yeah, and it tells you that they unmatched. So oh, then you're then you're not really wondering, in a yeah, sense. That's true. Well, I mean, if you're having a good conversation and someone unmatched, then I guess you're you are wondering <laughs> what the hell happened. <laughs> Do you? When you boosted, did you find that it helped? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was just more people, but farther away. And I'm like, I'm not driving an hour and a half to go yeah. <laughs> meet someone. <laughs> That's true. Like, what's your what's your limit? For- I think I have it set to like 30 miles radius, I think. What does that come out to, like an hour or so? I, it, here, I think, I think like so, hour. yeah. Okay. About an hour. That's not too bad. Yeah. Um, you know, you have to really grab my attention (laughs) (laughs) yeah you could be like in orlando for that do you like how was how was the dating apps been recently for you recently um they've been successful i think okay i mean i'm on this podcast so (laughs) 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 that's a good point (laughs) um i have met like some individuals that just you know, we didn't click, we didn't vibe, it it just ended, you know, things like that, or the conversation just distance, you know, if you don't meet someone within a certain amount of time, it just, you feel like you're never going to meet the person, and then they don't want to make a plan, and then you don't make a plan, and it just fizzles. Um, But as far as, like, these days, I think it's, it's been interesting meeting other individuals, and um, especially right outside of a pandemic, Mm. not even right outside, we're still in a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Because so many people had so many different experiences during the past year that you're just getting so many different perspectives. Because I was, I think I was dating during the pandemic. What was, what was it like? Being on Bumble during the pandemic, there wasn't, there was a lot of, um, they did like a virtual date mm. thing on Bumble where it's like, you know, host like this FaceTiming? trivia. Yeah, FaceTiming. Okay. And so I tried a couple of those, but you know, it's not the same as meeting someone face to face, but sure, within sure. a pandemic, that's not safe. Right. <laughs> so it was just a lot of um, endless conversations of just waiting. Oh, when when should we meet? Oh, when when do you think the rates will of COVID will go down? Like <laughs> never, no. <laughs> <laughs> no one dates ever again. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. Or it's like. Will you kiss me with a mask on? And I'm like, what? <laughs> who who says these things? <laughs> like, <laughs> do you? <laughs> <laughs> these days, <laughs> if you're vaccinated, mask is okay off. But even now, it's strongly recommended to keep your mask on. So who knows? <laughs> I think it's just the communication again. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I wonder. I'm always curious to see if the longer we have these dating apps, if communication is going to get better. Mm. Or it'll get worse because we're just so it's, you know, it's different than on the phone because you're kind of stuck. You have to respond right? rather than a text. You put it down, wait till later, get a friend's advice. What should I respond with? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
And I was, I was thinking too, before you said about like the virtual dates, I was wondering if they'd ever do like a FaceTime dating app and if that'd ever work. Hmm. Like where you don't even text and it's just like you, you match with someone immediately you're FaceTiming (laughs) (laughs) wherever you are. (laughs) As you're taking a shit, you get a FaceTime. (laughs) Who's calling me? (laughs) No, I wonder they could probably do like you both set a time that you're free, like an hour Mm, time. Yeah. And maybe you can just FaceTime them. But yeah, no chatting. I wonder how that'd work. Probably shitty. <laughs> Probably. Because FaceTime, I feel like it'd be a little clunky. The chemistry you have over FaceTime is not going to be the same as in person. No, I, I definitely agree. Because in person, you have to be the most authentic, yeah. I think, rather than on a screen. You could really pretend to be someone else. Who knows? Catfishing. <laughs> <laughs> Not really so much video, but picture-wise. Yeah. So I guess that would kind of um, work with that. Yeah, because I know Tinder lets you put videos in your profile now. No way. Yeah. No way. <laughs> you missed out. <laughs> I darn, and now I can't get back on to experience that. Wow. Because I was number. listening to one of your podcasts, and um, I think it was we were talking. They were you were talking about um, how we could show our personality. Yeah. In a in a profile, yeah. and I was like, hmm. What if you like use gifts or videos? And now Tinder already has that. So <laughs> you missed out. You missed out. Darn, <laughs> darn it. I even okay. Embarrassing, embarrassing little moment. I even tried to use my mom's cell phone number <laughs> to make a Tinder account, and she would send me a screenshot of like, "Why is Tinder asking me to verify my accounts?" I'm like, "Just tell me the code. What's the code?" <laughs> so it works. No, uh, no. Why not? <laughs> because they send this code so many times. If you, if they noticed you're, you're not on the same. I don't know how they do it, but they knew. Okay, so, <laughs> they knew. So the code got sent to your mom, and you tried it on your phone. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah. Oh, so okay. the app was on my phone, and they sent a code to my mom's cell phone number. Hmm. You know, to verify. Sure. And you literally have to like have that code to log in. If they notice, I think if it, it, somehow they know that you're not on that same device. And so they're like, is it you? No, banned. <laughs> and then I just couldn't log. And, you know, my mom, of course, why would she want to get Tinder notifications yeah. <laughs> on her cell phone? So kind of, um, yeah, the plan didn't work out. I'm trying here. <laughs> I'm you have to get a new phone. <laughs> get a new phone number. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I want to go through that trouble. Bumble's Bumble's <laughs> been good to me. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably not worth it. No, <laughs> um, not for Tinder these days. I think. Yeah, it's so when you go on a date, and like you said, your, your dates are more like casual. Mm-hmm. What do you guys talk about? Just anything. Life. Life, yeah. Life. I don't. I think I'm. I'm very comfortable talking about my past and and um, just struggles that I've faced. Mm that people are really comfortable opening up to me because I don't expect these kind of conversations. And sometimes people really get like it's deep, intimate conversations, which I'm fine with because I'm comfortable talking about that. And then it's like more of a connection. Mm. Um, but otherwise, what do we talk about? I, I think you're really, you are just getting to know the person in the beginning. Um, 
but then I think it goes more towards like, what do you like in the bedroom? Mm. What do you dislike? You know, the conversation strays more that way faster rather than a dinner date. Do you find that like on a first date, you guys will talk talk about that? Mm-hmm. Do you find it awkward at all? No, not really. Because I think I'm so upfront about what I'm looking for yeah. that it's like, you know, I'm looking for this connection. I wonder if we have similar interests, like, um, I think it's only awkward if the other person is not comfortable talking about their sexual interests or kinks and things like that. Yeah. Um, because they may be like, you know, exploring and I'm still exploring. And so in a sense, I am comfortable talking about it, but in a sense, it's another vulnerable conversation. But I think that's where we also connect is we're both being vulnerable. Mm, that's a good point. But then I've had other people's that are, you know, they just want sex and no connection and i'm just like can we just talk just a little bit like (laughs) (laughs) have you had any of those dates go go poorly i'm trying to think um i did have someone who said they were single on the app and then we went on two dates and everything was great. And then all of a sudden I get a text from a random number and it's like, Hey, this is Connor's girlfriend. Um, he sent me a screenshot of your conversation with him and he lied to you. And I'm just like, I'm at work. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? What is going on? And so I think that definitely ended poorly because the fact that I just don't like when people are lie, you know, be upfront. Like, I get you're in a situation where you're not being fulfilled, but I don't want to be a part of that. I I don't want to cause any issues. So that wasn't fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. I've never had that happen. And then I, this is more of a, <laughs> it was a good, a, a good experience. So I, I pet sit a lot. I do a lot of house sittings. So I go over to the owner's house and I'll stay in their house with their animals And at the time I was living with my mom and I couldn't really invite people over to my mom's house. So I would invite people over to where I was sitting. (laughs) And I, I put in a lot of, a lot of like steps to make sure there weren't any red flags or to be like, all right, this is, please don't murder me or this dog that I'm pets. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, honestly, people are, People are good people. I haven't had any bad experiences, but um, this one time someone came over and he brought me a vibrator. And a new one? A new one. Okay. A new one, yeah. No, not a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and he came over and I'm I'm pet sitting and you know, we had our fun and then he left. And then a couple days later, you know, I'm packing up and I cannot find this vibrator anywhere. And I'm like I must have thrown it away accidentally. I must have. Like, there's there's no way, like, I could have lost this vibrator in someone else's house. <laughs> and so a month goes past, and I get a text from the owner. And the text says, I'm bringing it up because I have to read this sure. conversation. The text says, hey, Helena, please don't be embarrassed about this at all if the answer is yes. Have you misplaced a teal-colored bullet-shaped vibrator recently? If not, I'll ask a recent house guest, 
but I do need a no, please. Thank you. <laughs> now, what would you do in that situation? <laughs> well, I guess you have two options. You can you can blame the other person, or uh, blame just... the dog, <laughs> <laughs> or own up to it. I I owned up to it, and I said yes. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I swear, I thought I looked everywhere. <laughs> Uh, she said, don't be, please. I just needed to make sure I could get that to you discreetly. I haven't gotten it back, though. So. <laughs> she kept that shit. <laughs> but then I, I also said, um, I totally understand. I was going to leave a card saying I may have lost a personal small bullet vibrator. Please throw it away if you can, if you find it, as I could not handle the embarrassment. I should have left a card because I feel bad that they just found it. <laughs> Like, I didn't know if, because I really thought, like, I threw it away. Were you like, guys, like, in their bedroom or something? I mean, they had a guest bedroom. Okay. This was a, she has a nice house. Gotcha. Uh, thankfully, I also did know this family for about three years. Uh, that helps. <laughs> where they already left me a review on my pet sitting profile. <laughs> but she was really cool about it. I think it really could have gone so many different ways. I wonder if she was probably thinking, like, oh, she probably, like, dropped out of her purse or something. I think she may have thought her husband was cheating on her. So that kind of was like, oh, God, I have to own up. She's going to like, this is going to end the marriage. My like, great. Like, <laughs> I just ruined someone's family. So I, I had to own up to it. I had to. It's very noble of you. I, you know, it happened. <laughs> Does it happen, though? Do people pet sit and lose toys, personal toys <laughs> in other people's houses? Probably not. Now, I want to know, did the dog find it? Did she find it? <laughs> I'm is not going to ask. Those are good questions. Did you ever uh, house it for them again? Or pets it for them? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, the dog I have now is actually one of their dogs. Mm-hmm. So they've known me for a while, but we're, we were not that close, no, well, to, to where I could be like, hey, just, just so you know. <laughs> I like how specific she was at this <laughs> Right? <laughs> Small teal colored. Just like send a picture. <laughs> That's hilarious. So you were just mostly doing that because it was more convenient because you're living at home. I love animals. I love pet sitting. I pet sit very often. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a profile like on this platform where I advertised pet sitting, mm-hmm. and I did a lot of house sittings. And I will admit, I had a few adventures at people's <laughs> houses. Is that like a a thrill for you? Hmm. I hate getting in trouble. So <laughs> it was, it was kind of like, uh, I was very anxious, but the houses that I, I, I mean, I only did it with like three different families, but <laughs> just three. <you> know? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, what was the question? <laughs> if you like, found it like thrilling if i found it thrilling the risk i don't really like you know risky things but um it was it was a little thrilling i will admit <laughs> but in a sense it was kind of like oh i really want this experience while i'm outside of my mom's house because we lived in a two-bedroom where i had the office of the house because my brother lived in one bedroom my mom lived in the other so mm. i had no closet no window no privacy gotcha so when i went to other people's houses though <laughs> that's when i had the privacy <laughs> Damn. Yeah, because I know some people like doing like stuff in public. So I was curious if it was like similar to that. Oh man, I forgot about this story. Oh god, <laughs> this is I don't I don't do public things. I don't do any kind of public risky 
things because the very first time I, not the very first, well, the very first time I did any kind of like car play, I was giving a guy a blowjob in my car in a parking lot at my clubhouse. And a cop walks up to the window and knocks on my window with a body cam. Oh, Jesus. That was the scariest moment of my entire life because I hate getting in trouble. And getting in trouble with the law, like, oh, my God, that's 100 times worse. <laughs> like, So that was – I did not – I've never done anything <laughs> in a car ever again so, after that experience. So what happened? Oh, my God. He um, – the cop, you know – interrupted <laughs> knocked on the window knocked on the window um and i i honestly it happened like i i try to not think about this memory <laughs> because it was just so embarrassing um and he asked for both of our our ids you know and looked us up and he came back and he looked at the guy and he was like you live five minutes down the road and you guys couldn't have done it in like, you know, a house. <laughs> I'm just like, what is, why, why is this my life right now? <laughs> um, but he gave us our IDs back and just let us go. Like, carry and, on. Yes. Not carry on, but you know, you know, get out of here pretty much. Like I, wow. uh, oh my, I have, I'm, I like being a good girl. I don't like getting in trouble. So <laughs> for that to happen, how old were you at the time? Um, 19, 20. Okay. Yeah, that'd be... I could definitely be that, see that being like a suppressed cringe memory. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely was. <laughs> but I have another story that's kind of like... It happened before that made me this afraid of like getting in trouble with the cops and the law. I've just always have it a fear. Have you ever seen Parks and Rec? Yes. Do you know how Ben is so afraid of the police? Yes. Yeah, that's how I am. Like, you know, I see someone, I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing wrong? Nothing? Oh my God. <laughs> um, but this is unrelated to dating, yeah, but I, I'm that's still, fine. yeah. Um, I was living on campus and I um, smoked weed at the time and um, I never smoked on campus, but this time I decided to smoke inside of my dorm room because I don't know, because I'm a dumbass. Um, and so I was smoking inside of my dorm room, my roommate that I lived with. So we had like shared the same room. Uh, she was out of town. She was back home for the weekend. And I smoked in, in my room and then I, you know, just put everything away because I looked out the window and there was three cop cars. And I'm like, oh my God, they're, they're here for me. They're here for me. That's it. Like, I don't, I don't know when it may have started before, you know, my, my fear of getting in trouble, but immediately I knew they were there for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I like threw, you know, my, my bowl and my lighter in a little drawer and I hear knocks at the door. And again, what am I going to do? I'm not going to not answer the door. So I open the door and there's five cops, five. I mean, like three of them are like the campus police, but like five people, <laughs> why do you all need to come here right now? Like, <laughs> and so they're like, do you know why we're here? I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, someone called about the smell. And I'm like, oh, the smell. Like, <laughs> I was high. I was freaking out. I was really, you know, just scared. And then one of them was like, can we search your room? 
again, I'm on campus. I feel like I'm bound to the campus rules. So I'm like, yes, you could, you could search my room, please come in. Like, so one of them walks in, puts on these gloves and asks me what side of the room is mine. I tell them my roommate's side <laughs> is mine. So she starts looking through my roommate stuff. Meanwhile, I'm just standing there. The other four are outside of the room looking through the desk area. And meanwhile, there's a bowl of ice cream on my side of the bed, on my side of the room. There's pictures of me on my side of the room. And I'm just standing there like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, a couple minutes and I'm like, oh, how much longer is this going to take? I'm meeting a friend for dinner. They're like, not much longer. And the one, you know, finishes up and she, they walk me out and then they have me sign like a consent to search form. I don't, I don't know. I was just signing anything. I just need to get out of there. (laughs) And they let me go. I could have lost everything. I could have lost my financial aid, my scholarships. Like I, you know, now I have my medicinal marijuana card, but then it was not legal, (laughs) you know, (laughs) for me. Um, Roommate comes back the next day. I'm like, Chloe, do you want to play True Truths One Lie? Like, Chloe. (laughs) Um, My girlfriend at the time came and visited my mom. I got fired from my job, and the cops searched our room last night. She starts freaking out. Like, Chloe, I'm laughing. I'm dying over here because I'm just like, this is my life again. And she's like, please don't tell me the cops searched our room. Please don't tell me our cops searched our room. I'm like, they're fine. Like, they didn't find anything. She's like, oh, my God, good. I had stuff on my side. (laughs) I'm just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did this happen? Like, my life flashed before. I never told her. I never told her that they searched her side of the room. To this day? To this day. You should text her. No, I'm good. (laughs) It's been it's been a couple of years, right? It has been a couple of years. It has. I don't know. If she, I don't know how she would react. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't. I think I would take. I'll take that to the grave. <laughs> when maybe, she ever maybe, finds this podcast, yeah, maybe she'll hear it. <laughs> I was gonna say, number one, who the fuck calls about that in college? Number two, I, like you said, I before you said that she had stuff in there. I was gonna say that's hilarious if. She, like, had a crack in her cabinet. <laughs> she had some weed on her side, and they just didn't find it. Good for her for hiding nice. well. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. <laughs> no. no. I mean, it's hilarious now, looking back, like, for sure. But in the moment, oh, my God. I never. I didn't smoke for, like, eight months after that. Really? I would just get so paranoid. I would smoke and just think, like... <laughs> there's a knock at the door (laughs) i don't know i don't know why the fear of getting in trouble is so strong but um yeah so that's why a lot of people on the dating apps will be like oh do you when i was living with my mom and Mm -hmm. people were living you know in different situations where they couldn't host and be like oh do you want to go do it in the car i'm like nope nope no thank you and they're like why so why so iffy about this i'm like it's a long story Yeah, it makes sense. That makes complete sense. I I understand. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad you understand because some people are like don't, and they're just like, well, you you know that was in the past. I'll never, I'll never let you get in trouble with me. I hate that so much. Like, really, you really think that you're gonna keep me out of trouble? Is <laughs> I was gonna say, dating when you're like 20 versus 25, 26, even though it's pretty similar in age, 
it's quite different because you have a little more financial freedom when you're 25, 26. You typically have your own place. Um, so I feel like it's easier to date at that age. Yeah, because I, I did live with my mom for a while after right after college and then after the relationship. And it, it was definitely difficult. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's not, you can't really, <laughs> it's not really a conducive environment to what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. Cause I'm just thinking <laughs> when I was younger, I would bring, I was living with my parents and I would bring people back to my house with them there. And just looking back, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Now, do your parents notice? Like, did they say anything? I mean, I would tell them. Yeah. Oh, you would tell would them? For, yeah. Cause my parents are, are cool about it, but still just imagine like, your son having sex with someone else <laughs> on the other side of the house and you can probably hear it and it's i cringe thinking about that i have a, a text between my mom and i me at you know at 10 30 at night i i just text her i'm not coming home right she texts me at 6 30 in the morning i went to bed early i say congrats she said congrats to you for not coming home and getting lucky again <laughs> Sounds a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> you think, you know. So yeah, at the time, you know, living with your parents, it's it's definitely hard. I since I lived in in an office, I could not bring anyone over without. Yeah, it was not fun. So I I would not come home. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like I was thinking about like these van people that live in their like these like Mercedes vans. It's probably like an easy setup for them. You would think, yeah, because they would just be going wherever they want and yeah. <laughs> being able to have people over. Although I've heard that if you have one of those vans, you can't have any open alcohol, even if you're parked. Really? Yeah, like you can get cited for it. I never knew that. Yeah. That's crazy. So you'd have to just, I don't even know what you do, just not drink it. Well, that's fine with me. I don't drink, so <laughs> yeah, let's go on yeah. a road trip. Come on. <laughs> so do you have any, like, any final thoughts or anything about dating apps or online dating that you want to say or I don't because dating on these apps have been an experience I think itself and I really think it's definitely unique for everyone because you're all looking for different things mm. and I think it's just important to be open about what you're looking for because if you're just leading someone on for sex like that's not cool right but if you you know if you want a relationship I think you should definitely say that but otherwise i'm still gonna just be having my experiences hopefully not getting in trouble and not losing any more vibrators well said <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing this i appreciate it <laughs> thank you so much for having me this has been fun thank you for listening to our conversation if you have any questions or topics you would like me to cover in the future you can reach out to me at datingwithstrangers@gmail.com. at gmail.com